This is Igris, as is becoming a habit for us, perhaps a bad habit. We are not looking at letters from, from 50 years ago. Today we are looking at letters having to do with Hamisha Zabishvat, Tubishvat, as it's called in the world at large. Rosh Hashanah Lilanis. Today is the 15th day of Shvat, which is the Rosh Hashanah for trees. And because of that, I wanted to look at some letters where the Rebbe talks about what we can learn from Rosh Hashanah for trees. I've always found the day uh, a little less than exciting. Um, it's not a big holiday in Chabad. And I'm... I would like to propose that it might have once been a bigger holiday before Yud Shvat eclipsed the rest of Shvat. Because if you look at all of the Rebbe's early letters, uh, I mean letters prior to Yud Shvat, the Rebbe makes a pretty big deal about it in Igris. And then starting from Yud Shvat onwards, he starts defining it Yud Shvat in some letters specifically saying the main thing happening in Yud Shvat is the Friedrich Rebbe's yard site. But in some of his older letters, he says the opposite. In some of the older letters that I found, they'll say the uh, the Yem de Pagra, the big day that happens in Shvat is Tuba Shvat. So I think it's possible that Yud Shvat eclipsed uh, Tubishvat and kind of uh, kind of put the day on the back burner, but I'm here to bring it back. So the first letter that we're looking at, we have I, I pulled out four letters that I think give us a uh, big picture ideas of how the Rebbe would fabreng about Yudshvat, about Tubishvat, about um, what we can learn from the day. So four big picture ideas, and uh, the first one is a very old letter. This is I think from Volume One of Igris, Volume One or Volume Two, Volume One. Yeah, the vol- Volume One of Igris is an old letter from Tavshin Dalid. So what's that? Uh, 1944, right? 1944. It's an old letter, <clears throat> long before the Nicias. Yeah, long before the Nicias, almost 10 years before the Nicias. And the Rebbe Shalom Bracha. So this letter is labeled Kuf Lamed Hey. You can tell it's an early letter because there's no uh, there's no initial in the front. This is the 135th letter that exists. I'm going to jump all the way down, though, to Gam Inin Yemed Pagra Dechedesh Zeh. See that, Lushin? Inin Yemed Pagra Dechedesh Zeh. Can you imagine a time where that was the day, that, that was the Fabrengen day of Shvat, was a Yud Shvat. Something to be aware of is that the big day in Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Ilanis, the Rosh Hashanah for trees. There's a lot of things we can learn from it, says the Rebbe. A person who pays attention to everything going on around him. Every time that he sees something, he can use it to increase his wisdom. Whether it's the anhagas that he has between himself and Hashem, or between himself and his friends. So he says, a person who's intelligent can learn anything from anyone, especially uh, not just from things that are out of the ordinary, not just from burning bushes, you know, from looking at the grass, from looking at the trees, regular things you can learn from. The Rebbe says, I'd like to point out one of them to you, something that we can all learn from trees <clears throat> and from things that uh, come out of the ground. Generally speaking, things that grow from the ground, including trees, but really almost everything that grows from the ground, has three main parts. It has roots, it has a body of the tree, which he says could be a geja, could be a nafim, could be alim, uh, that sometimes it's leaves, sometimes it's branches, sometimes it's the trunk, whatever it is, we have the roots, we have the body of the tree, which is made up of something, depending on what it's made out of, and then there's peris, then there's the fruit on the tree, which has klipa, and the triatsme, and the gardinu. That is that it has the shell, it has the fruit, and then it has the seeds. So we have three major parts of a tree, the root, the body, and the fruit. I mean, Achilak HaShebenam says the Rebbe, the differences between them, the sherish. The root of a tree is, you can't see the sherish, you can't see the root of the tree. But this is where the tree gets most of its life from. And then the Rebbe puts in parentheses something that I don't know how new this science was. But the Rebbe makes a scientific point here. Just says, uh, that uh, they also pull life in from the leaves, that the tree is not actually entirely nourished by its roots. It's nourished by its trees too. 
that's sorry by its leaves too that's the site of photosynthesis which is really what he's saying over here is that although the tree photosynthesizes through its leaves most of its life comes from its roots and furthermore the root isn't just the main thing that gives the tree its life it also is the thing that keeps it standing up if it has strong roots says the devil you can have wind coming from all directions and it won't get uprooted of course using the lotion from pirke avus so the roots that's the thing that keeps the tree in place then we have the gufa then we have the body of the tree that's the thing that makes up the majority of the structure of the tree. And from time to time, it will get thicker and thicker. And then at some point, you can actually count, says the Rebbe, the age of the tree by looking at the trunk. As I'm sure we're all familiar, when you look at a tree stump, you can count the rings to see how old it trees. But what is the whole point of a tree? The whole point of a tree is that it's able to make fruit because by way of putting its seeds into the ground, it's able to have new trees grow from generation to generation. So we have the root, which is what keeps it upright and what keeps it nourished. We have the trunk, which represents most of its life's work. And we have the fruit, which is the outcome of a good love, of a life well lived as a tree. In Ottoman to Southern, we're going to see this theme a lot, as you can imagine. A person is just like a tree from the field. I will note that somebody sent me a message asking if I could do a share on Adam Sadr, uh, which I wasn't able to find a lot of sources on his particular question. He wanted to know, it's a good question. In the Torah, at least the way Rashi reads it, uh, Adam Sadr is a rhetorical question, meaning the Pasuk means, what, do you think a, Do you think a person's a tree? Obviously a person's not a tree. And of course, Al Pidrush, we take this very literally to mean a person is a tree. Um, I might prepare that at some point in the future. I've not found an answer to that very good question. But in any event, uh, because the Pasuk says, is a person a tree? We say, of course a person is a tree. Uh, a person is a tree in a lot of ways. So, a person is similar to a tree. In many ways, my life is similar to that of the life of a tree, also in spirituality. And here's a couple ways uh, that they're divided across these three points, root, body, and fruit. Across the root, the Sheresh, what is the root of a person? That's their faith. So this is what connects you to Hashem and also connects you to the source of your life, which is Hashem, of course. And that is the Creator. May He be blessed. Even though a person does grow in wisdom and in Torah and in mitzvahs, at the end of the day, their life is dependent on their Muna and Hashem, their Hashem's Das and Hashem's Torah. That is, I think that's how you read that. Yeah, or His life. In any case, a person is uh, is ultimately held upright and ultimately fed and nourished by their amuna, no matter how strong they get. You know, you can have these very big trees and they can have these great trunks and strong leaves, but if they don't have roots, they're falling over, they're not being nourished. So the faith is the basis of it all. Then there is the trunk and the body of the tree. That would be limited terim kima mitzvahs, ma'as and terim acts of kindness or good good deeds. What should people be spending most of their time on? I think this is a really interesting point. A lot of people think that they should be spending most of their time on questions of faith or on theology, as it were. The Rebbe is very clear here. I mean, Torah is very clear, but I like when it's pointed out that the majority of a person's time should be spent on doing. That is, the majority of a person's time is spent on Torah and mitzvahs. It's not really spent on faith. You have faith, and then you spend your life building Torah and mitzvahs on the basis of that. So the majority of the structure of a person's life, and also the way that you count their years, the rings in their trunk, is their Torah and mitzvahs. You can track a person's life, the years that are passing, by the Torah and mitzvahs that he does. This is a life that is full of of, of a substance, of wisdom and of action. And then, of course, there are the fruits, the payers, 
What is the whole point of a person? What is the uh, apex of what it is to be a human? In addition to the fact that he's taken care of everything that is his responsibility, he also has an effect on his friends, and on his surrounding, that they also can have a completeness to themselves. The idea is that a person should have fruits. And what happens with a fruit? A fruit falls on the ground that makes a tree just like it. A tree that has its own roots of faith, its own structure of Torah and mitzvahs, and its own fruits to spread uh, Torah and mitzvahs further and wider. So the idea is that it can't just be that I have good faith and that I do Torah and mitzvahs. I also have to make other trees. But what comes out of all of this? Sherish on Vikari, the root of a person and his ikar. Is his complete faith. Uh, even a very big person, even a very powerful tree, he would be at risk if he lost his roots, which means, first and foremost, a person needs to make sure that their faith is intact. We talked about that earlier in the week. But what do I spend most of my time on? Those are my Maisim Tevim and Hechem And I increase my Tevim and Maisim Tevim constantly. So, but the, but the completion of a person, what is the apex of a person, is Neisipedis, that is affecting other people. That is, you have an effect on the masses. You bring merit to them. So they can fulfill their Tafkid as well, and fulfill their purpose of creation. So this is a complete and beautiful, I think, description of how automates Sada, that a person needs to have roots and faith, a body of terror and mitzvahs, and an effect on the world around them. And this is probably the Rebbe's earliest letter. This is the earliest letter that we have from the Rebbe on Chamesh Shvat, written in the year 1944. I have a couple others that I wanted to show you. Although I don't think we'll have time for this one, so I'm going to save it because I really want to show you these two. So I'm sa- I sent you all the letters, but I'm not necessarily going to do all of them. Let's do this one. This one's really interesting. This one that ever wrote to small children. Uh, this is written to Yeladim Yekarim Sheikhu. The letter is labeled Ches Tav Tav Kufla Zion. And I guess last time we had sort of the scholarly uh, adult approach to to Bishvat. This is the way to explain Chamisha uh, Zabishvat to children. And it really is. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's. Very, I think it's immediately applicable. I think a cheder rebbe could take this letter straight out of the box and use it as their discussion for small children on how to relate to the mystical side of the Rosh Hashanah for trees. So this letter is from Tavshin Chavhei, and it's on erev Tubishvat. And the rebbe writes to dear children, to all of the children, Shalom Abraham. And the rebbe is responding to something they did for him. They sent him pictures. Uh, which makes me feel good. My kids are always sending the Rebbe pictures. I, I didn't know that this was always the custom. <laughs> they, uh, they, my kids go to the aisle with, uh, with all their drawings. So apparently this was always done. So the Rebbe is writing to, I think, an Israeli cheder. Uh, they sent a bunch of pictures that they'd drawn and also a letter to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, I looked at your pictures. The Rebbe says, I got your pictures and your letter before Yud Shvat, and I'm writing to you on Erev Tu B'Shvat. Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanus. And now the Rebbe says, I looked at your pictures. What you draw? What do kids draw when they draw pictures? You drew boys and girls and trees and flowers. That's what you drew to me. So the Rebbe says, as long as you drew me boys and girls and trees and flowers, let me tell you how a little boy and a little girl needs to act vis-a-vis trees and flowers. The Kasha is calling Yameilu in order to connect all of these things that I saw in the pictures you drew. I cannot stress this enough. The Rebbe is making a letter that is a drush in Tubishvat based on the doodles that children sent him of boys and girls and trees and flowers. I love it. 
connect all of these things, says the Rebbe. Ask it, Lachem, Achiba, Vahav, Yisera, Shadachash, Kavadush, Menachem, Merechem, Merabi, Lachal, Bnei, Bnei, Yisrael. I want to use this to express to you the great love that the Friedrich Rebbe has for every single boy and girl, every single Jewish boy and girl. Gedeim, Ketanim, the big ones and the little ones, and Fanatic Ketanim, but especially the little children. Asher, Dag, Lachinucham, Tevasim, Lachal, Makim, Shem. He always worries about their chinuch and about their and about good things for them in all places that they may be. He saw every boy and every girl as a sapling, whereas a uh, yeah, sapling is a good translation. Shusil, a sprout that will one day grow to be a fruit-bearing tree that will be able to hold many good and delicious fruits. So he saw every small child as a, as a seed of potential, or in this case, a sprout of potential. The Rebbe is not going to let anybody off the hook, not even small children. He's not just going to give them a happy message. He tells them they have work to do. Even the small children have work to do. What's the work they have to do? Uh, everything, all of this, the, depend, the idea of a sapling growing into a strong tree or a child growing into somebody worthwhile, is uh, this is dependent on the will and the hard work of small children. If you want to understand this, children, you're going to need to look at the tree itself. When you take a seed or a young sapling and you put it in the ground, you have to keep it away from weeds. You have to keep it away from pests that will damage it. And you have to make sure that it has water and things like that so that it will grow big and strong. Until it gets big enough that it can have its own fruits. This applies to every little boy and girl. We say that by way of the Navi, that every one of them is the is the sapling of the handy work of God that he uh, is misfire. Bina, very isparach. Hashem gave you each a holy neshama, a literal piece of God. And you need to guard this seed, this holy seed. You have to guard it from weeds and from pests. What do I mean specifically? I want you to watch out not to make friends with people who are not good for you. So this is a, the Rebbe telling a bunch of small children, pick who you're friends with. Speak like Maim Chaim, and you have to make sure that you keep on watering this seed that's inside you. And Maim El Terra, and that is Terra. Terra's Chaim, to make sure that you have a constant supply of Terra and that you stay away from bad friends. And also Mitzvah, the Terra Mitzvahs are life to those who do them, so it's like water to a sapling. Then Hashem will give, and He will give again. Again and again, He will give great success, so that you will be like trees, Nesipedes, that are able to have fruits, good fruits and praiseworthy fruits, to give joy to your parents and your teachers, to be a pride and a uh, and a beauty to our nation, the Jewish people. So so the Rebbe is giving a, a tall order to the children. He's telling them, you got to be careful the same way saplings are careful. Uh, big trees, it might be okay for a big tree to have a couple weeds around it. You don't get a lot of parasites that can take down a tree. But when you're dealing with small trees, they need to be sheltered to a large degree. And uh, part of that sheltering means to make sure that you watch who you associate with and make sure you get a lot of terror in your system, which is the Rebbe, again, talking to small children, telling them that your, your job right now is to be a healthy sapling. And that means stay away from the people who are bad influences on you and make sure you take in a lot of terror and mitzvahs, which will give you life and make you grow big and strong. One more that I want to show you with our time left. And that is a letter that is labeled Zion, Tuf Tuf Gimel. It's from the year Tuf Shin Vav. So again, a very old letter. This should be 1946. 
And I told you, if you look before before Yud Shvat, you have letters from the Rebbe all over the place about Rosh Hashanah Lilanis. They basically disappear after Yud Shvat, largely because Yud Shvat ends up eclipsing it. But a lot of our best stuff, or a lot of our most our longest stuff, is these uh, is these old letters. Also, just by the way, the Rebbe before Yud Shvat writes very long scholarly letters. You don't get that as much after Yud Shvat, after uh, after uh, Yud Shvat of Tavshin Yud Al Tavshin Yud, I guess either. Um, so this is from Tavshin Vav, and here that Rebbe the idea of Yud Shvat to Mashiach. So I think that'll be a good package for us today. We have one that tells us how to be good Yidden, one that tells us how to explain it to our children, and one that talks about Mashiach. That'll do it. And this fourth one, which I'm not going to have time for, I put in the chat, and you definitely should read it. It's really cool. It's just long. Okay. So this is Rosh Hashanah Lilanus of Tavshin Vav. The letter is labeled Zion, Tuf Tuf Gimel. And uh, I'm going to go all the way down to here. V'lesayim minyan diyema. That's always a good sign. Let's end off by talking about what's going on today. Yud Shvat. The sages have told us, the Chacham have told us, that Yemes Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, that's going to be the Tachlis Ashlemus, the absolute uh, completion and perfection of the creation of this physical world. And that's why it was created in the first place. And because of that, so what does that mean? If the whole point of the physical world was that it should look like Yemes Mashiach, and it doesn't look that way right now, that means that there has been a rotting of this world. The world has gone sour. And the way the world has gone sour is ever since the ever since the tree of knowledge. Since then, the physical world has not been what it was supposed to be, because the goal of the world is to be what it looks like in Yemes Mashiach. So clearly we're living in an imperfect nature right now. We want to bring nature itself back to its shlemus, or at least back to the way that it was when it was first created. We were. We need to first remove the curse. I know I did kfiras chedetzadas. We have to have kfira of chedetzadas. Excuse me, kfiras. No, it's kaparas. Oof, that's a bad mistake to make. Kaparas chedetzadas by uh, by doing a kapara for the chedetzadas. We need to atone for the sin of the tree of knowledge in order to bring the world back to the way that it should be. Mizel shiabi mes mashiach, and this will happen when mashiach comes when the promise is fulfilled. As ruach atuma v'yemin arts, I'm going to remove the spirit of impurity from the land. I'm skip that parenthesis and go right down here. In order to bring you mes mashiach. <clears throat> the only way to bring Mashiach now is to do our Veda now, is to do our work in this world. And that means to bring the Shekhinah into El Haza. And here he talks about the uh, the theme, really, of Basi Ligani, which is just so interesting because this is a, this is a Sikkim of Basi Ligani in the year 1946, before this was a... I, I'm sure the, the Mimer came out and then was put out again, but it is a, a interesting Sikkim of Basi Ligani for the year. You wouldn't have thought in 1946... In Shvat, the devil would be thinking heavily about Basilagani. But anyway, he says, He said that the Shechinah was mainly down here, and it left. We're going to go right along to this part. What was one of the major changes that happened when the sin of the Chedet uh, when the sin of the tree of knowledge happened? It used to be that every tree was a fruit tree. Um, the So that means that if the entire idea was the world was supposed to be a certain way, and then because of that Avera in, in the garden, it goes to being a different way, that means that when Mashiach comes, it should go back to the way that was in Gan Eden, which means that one of the things that should happen when Mashiach comes is we should expect all trees to be fruit-bearing, or maybe as Rashi says in Chomesh, that the tree itself will taste like fruit. But in any event, all trees will be able to produce fruit. There will be no fruitless trees anymore. That's what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. She used to be Lanik Surak tree. Even fruitless trees will be trees that are fruit bearing. And then he says, And I would love to look that up. We have to look that up sometime. How do we apply this to the service of our Creator? We say that a person is a person is supposed to be like a tree. 
bottom of Yisraeli, my Paris mitzvahs. And in Seta and Manvaba and Aleph says that what Paris are, what fruits are, is mitzvahs. Now, remember, that's not exactly like our letter before. We made a, we made the, the body of the tree, the mitzvahs, and we made the fruit, the uh, spreading of uh, making more from people. But in any event, uh, and right now we're going to go back to the Gemara Masech Seta that says that mitzvahs are the Paris. So what does that mean then? That means that the, if we say that a person is like a tree and that fruit is like mitzvahs, what that means is that it used to be that everybody did mitzvahs. That's the way that it was back when all trees were fruit trees, when all people were fruit trees. All people were people who were involved in mitzvahs completely. Every single tree used to be in a state before the sin of the chedet uh, It used to be that everybody was able to carry fruits around. But then the sin came. The consequence of the chedet tzadas is that there are now some trees out there that are not fruit trees. There are now some people in the world who are not carrying mitzvahs around. What is our job right now? Our job is to return the world to the way that it was before that sin. That everything around you should give forth fruits. And what are fruits? These are mitzvahs. And then we'll all, we'll all see the fulfillment of the promise that the fruits of the field will give forth their fruit. I'm sorry, the trees of the field will give forth their fruit. And then we will go with Hashem. And Hashem will go with us upright in physicality and spirituality. So what that is saying here is that with Mashiach coming, our job is to prepare the world to be the way that it was in Gan Eden. And one of the ways that the world was in Gan Eden was that all trees used to bear fruit. And in Ruchnias or in Gashmias, I guess, what that means for people is that all people used to bear mitzvahs. And when we influence our entire surroundings so that everybody is involved in mitzvahs, this brings us closer to the fulfillment of multiple messianic promises, all of which seem to involve fruit from trees. We have a Beitz ten Piyei. We have all these promises when Mashiach comes that finally you'll have, you'll have trees that have fruit on them. What the Rebbe says is there's something much deeper here. There is that since a person is a Eitzah finally people will be fulfilled. People will have fruit. People will have mitzvahs. And I think if we go back to our first letter, perhaps people will be able to influence other people. People will have a Taklis Ashlemus, which is what fruit represents in the first place coming off a tree. So the promise of, uh, of us fixing creation and turning it back to the way that it should be is not just that one day every uh, pine tree will be like an apple tree. It's that every person will be somebody who's capable, first of all, of filling their lives with terror and mitzvahs. And second of all, I think if you add from the thing that we learned in the first letter about Paris, spreading their influence far and wide.